Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is pod.com We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them We talking about life and life to stream right to you From the microphone right to your home, dude Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo Cause there it is Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, America's podcast where we talk to interesting people. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. If Scott Ackerman is not going to use either, then I will use both. And he can send his lawyers at me. Come at me. You want to come at me during a global pandemic? Do it. I want to see how the world will treat you then. He's not listening. I don't know why I'm talking to him like he is, but thank you for listening. I appreciate it. We're making jokes here. I love Scott Ackerman and Comedy Bang Bang. I also love today's guest, Clay Haddon, not Clay Aiken, completely different person. Though I do believe Clay did audition for American Idol. Nevertheless, I'm not talking about Clay Aiken. I'm talking about Clay Haddon, best friend of the show and speech pathologist. He has a new YouTube page for his speech pathology called Mr. Clay. And I've known Clay for about 20 years, and you're going to be able to hear that in our rapport. We give each other a lot of grief. But we talk about the work that he's been doing with his YouTube page and exactly what speech pathology is. It's a real fun chat. I hope you enjoy it. Here's my chat with Clay Haddon. Have you listened to the new Dixie Chicks album yet? No, I'm sorry, the new Chicks the album. The new Chicks I did that once, too, where I was like... Alexa, play the Dixie Chicks. I mean, the Chicks. Uh, oh, Alexa, Alexa, stop playing. Um, so have you listened to it? I've listened to it up to March, up to like March, March, yeah, 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 whatever yeah. the name of the song is. It is very good. It's so good. I so I have enjoyed that album, and to the point where like I'm listening to it with the kids all the time. Not my kids at work, but the kids at home. And <laughs> we're really trying to get Emma. Emma has so for everybody listening. I have a I have a three year old named Emma, and she's been really trying to like request and talk to us about getting music sung by girls. Is what she says, and so like hmm. she wants to hear girls singing. Um, <laughs> And so we've been listening to a lot of Dixie Chicks and Taylor Swift she's, in my house. She's three, but she's woke, is what you're saying. Oh, she's super woke. She's <laughs> way more woke. She also likes Heim. Nice. They're great. Well, they all of those great. people Their you new mentioned. Is great. Taylor's been great, a lot too. Of, the Chicks. The, you know, despite all the horribleness of 2020, I feel like there's been some good music and art coming out. That's true, and I it's it's been an interesting year on like the silver lining has been interesting for this year. Yeah, and absolutely. and you're like what we're talking about. The reason you're here is part of that silver lining. I feel like yeah. at least for you. Um, let's go back here though, and and let people who are listening know what a speech pathologist is or a speech therapist, because some people might think. A speech, I mean, when you started working in that, since, you know, just for the listeners, this is someone who's been on the podcast before. He's one of my best friends. Everyone knows, I guess, that episode that you barely talked in. Uh, (laughs) No, but we've known each other coming up on 20 years now. And when you started professionally working in speech pathology and talking about the sort of 
experiences you were having, uh, but not violating HIPAA or anything like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, oh, I didn't realize how intense of a job this was. It's not just helping someone enunciate better or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. It's it's much more than that. So define a speech have a, the, the gentleman who was on your podcast talking about accents, was he a speech path? I don't think he, so. I think he, he was a linguist. He was a linguist, and he kind of was like almost self-taught linguist gotcha. <laughs> at that. Gotcha. He, it was something that he just picks up on exceptionally well. So, uh, I mean, it's not the easiest question to answer. I mean, of course, you could Google it and like say, hey, this is what a speech pathologist is. But it's so much more than even I thought it was when I like went to Chapel Hill and graduated and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. the, the the basic information that you need to know is so a speech pathologist treats speech swallowing pragmatic language um, we work with augmentative communication devices articulation we help with social skills which is that pragmatic language piece we do all kinds of things re related to um, language cognition swallowing across the lifespan now that being sp said every speech pathologist that i know like kind of does something different. Like I know mm -hmm. speech pathologists that work and sell products. Um, I know speech pathologists that work in schools or just work with feeding or uh, there's a lot of speech therapists who are like starting podcasts and stuff now. I mean, it's it's changing so, so much to the point where I'm like, I don't even know that I understand what it is. I mean, I think that's why, that's that's my feeling too, with regards to this YouTube stuff that has kind of hit for me a little bit during the pandemic is that I know what my job is. Uh, me in particular, I work with kids and I teach them. Most of the kids that I work with are uh, non-speaking uh, kids. And so I work with them to try to get them to either communicate verbally or to communicate with devices. But um, it's become more than that during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I also own my own business and I have a couple of employees and we're hiring and all that. And so I feel like my job isn't just what you would Google search. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's um, definitely changed during this pandemic. But then before that, even oh, so, yeah. like even then it was a little different yeah. than what you would, would Google. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah. So I went to Chapel Hill. I was there and I wanted to work with adults and I got my first job in Georgia and they gave me. Uh, a position that was like I was going to work with pediatrics and mm -hmm. mostly with adults inpatient, right? And then we had a lady who was working with um, all of our language delayed kids, and she left like two weeks after I, I got there. And they were like, "Well, guess what, new person? Here's a bunch of kids." And I was mm -hmm. immediately like, "Oh man, scared to death." I come from a family of teachers, and so I didn't really want to work with kids. And I ended up falling in love with it and being pretty good at at what I was doing and engaging the kids. So, um, so yeah, it all just kind of happened most mm -hmm. like everything else in my life just kind of happens. I feel like if I go in blindly, <laughs> yeah. then I can learn as I go. Not that I didn't have a great education and lots of background, but not knowing that I was going to be in the situation where I work with a bunch of kids all day. Right. I mean, that was not, that was not even on my radar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what were you originally thinking? That you'd so be what, working with so, adults? Yeah, head, neck cancer or stroke patients. Like that was mm -hmm. my, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and I did do a little bit of that initially. Um, but I remember one day in particular, I was sitting in this in my office uh, working with a kid. 
and I got him to say the word go. And I was like his second or third or maybe fourth speech pathologist. Mm-hmm. And like after that, he just started talking more and more and more. And we just like we made some kind of connection. And it really I was like, oh, this is something that I, I can do. I'm I'm prepared to do. I think I have. I must have had like a little bit of natural, like I engage with kids well and stuff like that when they're in front of me. So it was not what I was looking to do, but man, it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And and kids are awesome too. Like they're the they're the most honest, true people in the world, right? Kids are right. absolutely wonderful. They're gonna tell you what you think, mm-hmm. uh, what they think, even if you don't like it. Um, and they're you know I don't know. It's fun and. Yeah, but I don't just do articulation drills all day. I mean, that's some of it. We definitely work on P's and S's and all that kind of stuff. But for me in particular, that's not that's not a normal day for me. I think it's something that people can easily take for granted because we, you know, people who the average person doesn't have need for a speech pathologist. So yeah. when I saw some of your early YouTube videos where it was really you just making the SP sound over and over again, yeah. it was like, oh, wow, this really is like a, a athlete training and just yeah. doing a particular drill over and over again or, or exercising a particular muscle, so to speak, over and over again. I mean, that that is just so far beyond what I have to do. And that's what your patients have to do to speak. Yeah. And some, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's just all very interesting. So, um, it, and I don't know how far back to go or anything. So while I was working with the kids, two things that kind of, uh, also became interests of mine were augmentative communication, which is, um, so AAC is a big variety of things. It can be using, uh, like an iPad with a communication app on it. It can be sign language is anything that's not words essentially to mm-hmm. communicate. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then the other thing that I really became fond of was this technique called video modeling and video modeling. And again, these are all, these are all the most basic terms for this because I don't want to get too clinical, but video modeling is, um, this concept of presenting to individuals, a, a series of tasks or movements or whatever it is you want it to do. It can be social language. It can be articulation. It can be how to wash dishes or tie your shoe. It can be just Mm -hmm. about anything. But what you do is you get rid of all the extra information. So you have just the action on the screen with, you know, maybe minimal words or something like that. Um, And there's a lot of research coming out that says video modeling is kind of this untapped thing that has lots of potential. And we're seeing the use of it grow now that we live in this world where everybody has a camera in their pocket, right? So I started really getting into video modeling. I did some presentations for like fellow staff members and stuff. And then I started working with kids who uh, needed articulation help, but you know, they, the old techniques weren't working. And so I started videotaping my mouth and putting it on YouTube, which was, (laughs) which is really what I was thinking about. Like, okay, you know, it's no worse than, um, do you know who the toe bro is? No. Okay, so there's this guy, he's the toe bro, and one of my clients showed me this. Um, and he basically, like, they find really gross foot injuries and stuff like that, and they do, like, little toenail removals and stuff oh, online. Wow. And, he's, and he's huge. But anyway. Um, there's some weird like, stuff okay. on YouTube. <laughs> oh, there is. And I was like, well, this is no more weird than that. So <laughs> I, started, I started putting some stuff out there, and 
was just assigning it as homework. So that way, um, and for me, it also came from the motivation of like these parents are in the sessions with us, but going home and doing what I'm doing with your own child can be a challenge. Like mm-hmm. kids don't work as well for their parents a lot of times, uh, especially compared to like their therapist or their teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen that with our three kids. My wife is a teacher. I'm a speech path. And it is hard for us sometimes to engage our own children <laughs> because you know each other's buttons and then life gets really right. busy. So anyway, well, you also like, turn something on to work with a patient oh. or to work with your students. And it's just a gear that you don't use with your children. Because my oh. mom's a teacher oh. and she had right. a different class persona than what she had at home. Absolutely. And I come from a family of teachers too, right? And my mom did not talk to us the, the same way that she talked to her kids. Right. Um, and so, and so anyway, so I was, it was good for homework and instructions for the parents and it gave them something to kind of hold on to of, Oh, this is how it's supposed to be done. And mm-hmm. so it was just at that point, it was just this nice little resource. Um, I would get the occasional email or message from somebody saying, Hey, I'm using this for stroke patients or, Hey, I've been using this for my kids at my office because we're wearing masks now and all this kind of mm. stuff. So it was just this really, it was a, re- and it was really small. I only had like I never advertised. I only had like 200 or 300 subscribers on YouTube and it wasn't, I never really thought of it as a way to, I don't know, bring a second income or educate. I don't I just never thought of it as mm-hmm. anything other than another tool for my families to use. Right? right. But that developed into something else when the stay at home orders happened and you couldn't see these patients face to face. And if you, you know, like you were saying, if you were trying to, you'd have a mask on and they wouldn't be able to really take in your lessons. Yeah. So so, (laughs) how did that transition happen? Like what made you say, well, what if I just put everything online? You know, a couple, uh, it was like a perfect storm, right? So uh, COVID uh, in South Carolina, we couldn't see patients and be reimbursed via teletherapy during the first few months of all of this. And it's actually, they're they're saying that August is when that runs up. So we'll have to see people face to face again pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So teletherapy um, was like was like not even an option for us. So we couldn't see kids face to face. We couldn't see kids online. And there was no plan in place on when any of that was going to open up. Now, um, for me... <laughs> I've got three kids. I've got these staff members who depend on uh, on me, and um, you know, I think uh, I was like, okay, I have to help provide for these people and figure some things out. Like, what does business? What does all of this look like now? And so I was going up into my office and treating my office hours like regular office hours. And I, I mean, honestly. And I guess my wife will hear this, and so she may not know this, but a lot of it was just me looking around online, like, okay, and kind of having, like, mini meltdowns, um, trying to figure out what was going on. Because we were all, at the same time, as I'm going through this, we're all going through, like, this existential, like, is the world ending kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and so all of that coupled with what I can only describe as a midlife crisis, I was like, okay, it's time to... <laughs> It's time to like start reinventing some things. And so I was, um, when we finally got to do teletherapy, I had like a green sheet 
behind me. Mm-hmm. And I started messing with green screens and playing along with that kind of stuff. I'd already put a bunch more videos of articulation therapy type things online. And I was doing a bunch of videos of like how to use an iPad, how to program it for this, how to use this app. So some things like that. Um, and it was getting some traction and then started doing the green screen stuff via zoom. And I was getting really good responses from my kids by basically pretending that I was like a kid show. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm, so you're trying to engage, trying to engage any three or four year old for 45 minutes to an hour on a computer is really hard. Mm-hmm. Right. But I know that I've seen it with my kids and with other kids, they'll watch a video of someone playing with slime for like six hours. Like I was like, (laughs) I was like, okay, so how can I translate some of that into what I'm doing? And so I started, I started trying to emulate and act like some of those people online. I would get, I had a, we have a bunch of toys because we have three kids. Um, And so I'd get a bunch of toys and be like, Hey, let's go to the zoo. And I'd like, put animals up on the green screen and I was very exaggerated so that they could see me and follow me Mm -hmm. a little bit better on the screen. And, um, and, and yeah, like it just kind of clicked and I was like, Oh, I might be pretty good at teletherapy. Like I didn't hate it. And I had so many colleagues who were like, this is the worst. I want to be in front of the kid. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of like, I kind of like this. And so then I put some like how to videos together for like, staff and friends and peers and stuff. And I put those on YouTube. Um, and I got a lot of really good feedback from those. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be more direct. And so I was like, all the, all the kids at work call me Mr. Clay. I'm going to adopt that as my persona, so to speak, and start doing some more targeted and kind of pointed things and try to figure it out. And so I've been over the last I mean, it's been like 90 days, right? Mm -hmm. A little or more than 90 days, but it feels like the last three, four months, I've just been slowly trying to figure out all this YouTube stuff and all this social media stuff. So I just had an interview that another one from Chapel Hill that was published yesterday. And when she called me, she kept all, she was, it was such a nice thing, first of all, for them to even think that people would care about this, but she kept calling it my show. And I don't (laughs) think of it like that. And I'm really trying not to think because it feels, it, that to me feels right now kind of gross in mm-hmm. a way. Like mm-hmm. I don't, it feels like I'm, I don't know, like I'm trying to take advantage or something, even though I'm, I'm not, but that's what right. that feels like. But, well, that's what the word it, content does to me. It, it, it feels like yeah. it, it cheapens it and then also makes it this sort of, it's like such a businessy sounding term to yeah. me. And it's, it's not about that for me. So I get where you're coming from uh, when it comes to that, because but it is. It needs a name, but yeah. it's also just like, what? I don't know what to call this. <laughs> I'm just calling it my channel, and I, and I, you know. So anyway, they they called, and I don't know. I've just been slowly figuring it out, and I know that, like, if you look at the progression, like, if you get on YouTube, you can like look at, oh, he's starting to change his lights here. Oh, he got a better microphone here. Oh, he got better mm-hmm. cameras here, and um. Yeah, you're you know, in that hope, stage of figuring it out. Yeah, and I hope that that's where it kind of keeps going because I am not a performer. Like I enjoy performing. <laughs> like when like so I was like a resident assistant, right? And we had to perform skits and everything during mm-hmm. RA stuff mm-hmm. when people when people coming in through orientation Conduct and whatnot. Meetings. Yeah. Yeah. And I like all that. And I don't mind it. 
but I'm not like you or Jim, who's another one of our good friends. I'm not like another best friend of the show. Previous yeah. guest, Jim Henry. Um, I'm not looking to be a performer. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sincerely hoping that like what I'm doing is helping like a kid out there. Um, and the feedback has been mostly great. I got, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback from, uh, parents and, and kids saying that, you know, it's, it's just been a really nice addition to their YouTube viewing. Um, and then I also have gotten some feedback like, Hey, you come off as kind of awkward and stuff. And all of that is exactly (laughs) right because I am awkward. Like I, this is not, it's not necessarily part of who I am. So I'm learning a bunch of stuff at the same time. I've got a guy who's going to maybe, uh, his name is Ed and he's super nice guy that I met through our, through our church. And I think he's going to like try to, he's got some background in media production. And so I think he's going to try to help me kind of fine tune some things. And, um, you know, like for example, I would love to have like more dynamic movement during, Mm -hmm. during the videos where like, maybe I go outside or I do this, but right now it's me by myself with my cell phone. (laughs) Right. And, um, I've also still got a business to run and I shoot everything in like 15 minutes in between kids. So I think, you know, there's room to grow, but, but mostly I just, I don't know. It's been, it's been figuring it out. Yeah. And it's been fun to help people in a way that I never thought I was going to help people. Like you, you've known me for 20 years. I'm a funny guy and like I, and I'm going to say cutting up with us. Yeah. Yeah. Cutting up with you guys, but I don't like, yeah, that's not, that's not necessarily my thing. So it's been, (laughs) it's been an interesting growing stage. I also don't, um, I like to avoid conflict and criticism, (laughs) (laughs) but that's hard to do when you're putting stuff on the internet. Exactly. And and I think it's all fair. And you know, at the end of the day, if, if 99 people hate it and one little kid like enjoys watching it, then, then the thing that I produced was for that one little kid. Yeah. And that's that's part of learning about I mean, what I'm taking in is that you are learning how to do this thing and you are still researching it and you're still developing a new skill. Um, And also, and that's just on top of trying to just figure out how to keep your business running, you know, absolutely, and 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 run, you know, have a family in a pandemic. I mean, it's you've got a lot on your plate, of course, but this is uh, something that you are learning uh, and, and still figuring out how to do. And it, you don't have, it's not your, it's not the majority of your time right now. Like you, no. it's not something that you're spending no. 90% of your, your focus on. I'm spending maybe 5% mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. And, and that's going to change. Like we are hiring people and the staff is increasing and I'm going to back down off seeing patients so I can run the business better and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's so many things happening at once. But it's just been, I mean, more than anything, it's just been kind of a lot of fun. Like it's just mm-hmm. been this other thing. It's a muscle that I've never flexed. I, I like to think of myself as a creative person, but I'm the kind of creative person who likes other creative people mm-hmm. and likes to like see what they do. Like I'm I'm into um, what like Jason's doing or what like Rob is doing with his guitar stuff or Jim mm-hmm. and his band or whatever, whatever it is. Like I appreciate that from other people. So, so now I'm, yeah, now I'm, I guess I'm part of that mix, but I really don't want to be taken that seriously. Like I don't, right. like I, f- I fear that people are going to be like, you're seriously trying to do this and this is crazy. And I'm like, well, I'm, I don't think it is. Like, I don't think I am being serious. Like I do, yeah. 
There's a like right a pace and altitude that you need to find. Sure. Just number one, so that you can do it as best as you can, but then also so that it doesn't um, get unsustainable, which yeah. is the big thing. It's like when people try sure. to do, I've seen so many people will say like, oh, they say you should do a video a day on YouTube or Instagram or whatever. And they fall off with that after a while because they get burnt out because that was too yeah. much. That was yep. too high of a pace. And I don't even know if it's necessary to do that. But it is a lot to come up with an idea that you think you can get hundreds of thousands, if, if not millions of people to pay attention to. Yeah. While also shooting it yourself and editing it yourself and yeah. publishing it yourself. That's a lot. That is and a also, lot not knowing what the heck you're doing. Like right, I like right. legitimately don't know what I'm doing. If I mm -hmm. figure anything out, 95% of the time it's kind of like an accident. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of like just, I mean, there's a lot of research on YouTube. And um, again, our buddy Jim has helped me so much with sound, for example. Like mm -hmm. I've learned so much about that. I'm also learning like about algorithms and tags and all this kind of stuff. And um yeah, man, like it's a new world out there. And I, yeah. I just, I've been lucky enough not to have to do it. And then, <laughs> and, and I shouldn't say that. I enjoy, I enjoy what I'm doing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I've been more satisfied with my job over the past, you know, 90 days than I have in a long time. And that's because I like to do new things and I like to figure new things out. Mm -hmm. um, I also would consider myself like a low grade techie. Like I enjoy to a certain degree, like technology and figuring things out. And so, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. And most of the response has been really great. Um, and that's been nice. Uh, and then the responses that haven't been great have also been nice in terms of like giving me perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like it's just been, it's been fun. And I, you know, again, and it's, you say these things, especially as a therapist and you're like, it's going to sound cheese ball, but you know me, you've known me for two decades, but <laughs> like, I really just hope that there's some kid out there that benefits from it. And I've gotten emails from parents saying, uh, this is the first time that my child has seen their, you know, aided language symbols or whatever on a screen with someone talking to them. Um, cause there's a lot of really good kids content out there, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's, but it's not necessarily aimed for the population that I'm hoping to aim for and stuff like that. So it's been, um, a lot of, it's just been fun. Like I've enjoyed it. Um, and it's made me a better therapist too. Like I'm forcing myself to be creative and mm -hmm. stretch some muscles that I haven't had to stretch in a while. And the therapy <laughs> that I've been giving is better. Like you just like any job you grow kind of complacent and you're like, well, these 10 things work. I'm going right. to do that. And then now that I'm being forced to like learn how to do things on zoom and all this kind of stuff, like it's mm -hmm. been, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I hate to say that about learning anything during a global pandemic, but I mean, right. But I mean, for your own mental health, it's good to find yeah. the, the the goodness yeah. in in it. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing is you you're early in the stage of this development. Yeah. You researched other YouTube pages, how people did it. You had a background in the subject matter, and now it's maybe learning how to. Right. continue to develop certain skills and then also like a benefit of doing that is you learned new skills by stretching yourself yeah. outside of a comfort zone from your right. typical day to day 
Right. And so, and so, yeah, the research part was just existing in this world that I, that I exist in with all these kids. Cause right. we watch so many flipping videos. Do you know? And I asked you this before, <laughs> you don't know who Blippi is cause you don't have kids. Uh-huh. But I remember about two or three years ago being introduced to, into Blippi and Blippi is this amazing kids, uh, character i'm gonna call him a character because the guy who actually is blippy is i think he might be like a former marine or something Uh and he's like i'm gonna start a kids channel essentially and (laughs) and it's i mean it's he wears the same outfit every week and he talks directly to the kids and he's kind of infantile in terms of like he he i feel like he's like a big little kid Mm -hmm. um and he explores things and talks to the camera and i remember watching that thinking like i might like I might be able to do something like that. Like I'm not aiming for like blippy level or Mr. Rogers level. I'm like, but I think that I could engage kids and also provide information. And, you know, cause that, that, I mean, there's a bunch of different, and this is, I love to, kind of talking about this, but there's a bunch of different interesting children's media out there. Mm-hmm. Some of it is supposed to be informational and you know, some kind of lesson is supposed to be learned. Some of it is just supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe there is like a little B story type lesson that you learn from it. Um, I'm thinking of like a DuckTales episode or something where like, it's supposed (laughs) to be this adventure show, but also you might learn how to like be a better person in some way, but that's not necessarily the main point Mm -hmm. versus like a blues clues where everything is slow or Sesame street where it's like a slower pace. Um, you're talking kind of on their level or just being maybe a little bit more natural. And so, um, you know, that's kind of what I'm shooting for is, is that young toddler age of, of audience. Um, so yeah, but, and that being said, it's also really weird because like I've had to watch a couple of my videos you uh-huh. know, as I edit them and stuff. I don't like it, but it's, <laughs> But it's been and hardly really anyone cool. likes watching them. So <laughs> I, I a long time ago was able to in college, I got to a place where I just got used to hearing my voice or seeing me on on camera. And I just I'm just sort of blank <laughs> during yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. part, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stuff that I edit. I I'm always like, look at my like, why did I make that face? Yeah. Or like, does my hair really look like that? Am I going bald? Like, is that a zit? <laughs> Uh, like you know what I mean? Like uh, there's uh-huh. just you just I don't know. I find myself not fun to look at. Um, well, I mean just... that is part of the work too. I mean that's why yeah, they yeah. tell you to. That's why I say to comics to watch <laughs> tape because that's how they learn how to adjust. You know, <laughs> like they say, oh, you kind of looked off randomly. This, you know, engage the right. audience. Uh, right. Look at the camera more, you know, whatever you have to right. say to yourself. And, and so it's it, while that can be kind of rough <laughs> to a certain extent or embarrassing and puts you in a vulnerable position, there is the benefit of, uh, Absolutely. of developing it, through that. It, it's also made me appreciate people who do any kind of media or entertainment at all. Mm-hmm. Like, good for you guys, because this is not <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have to come up with the idea. I have to film it and light it and record it and Mm -hmm. edit it all myself. And it's, I mean, I'm, and I'm trying to produce a video every Monday, uh, well to be ready for every Monday. And it's, I mean, it's a lot of work. It really is. And it's only like, 
a four minute video. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not even, I'm not even doing anything too substantial, but I, it's just a lot. I mean, it's become easier as, as I've learned how to do things, but mm. man, oh man. How do you shift gears? Because as you've mentioned, there's all that stuff that you just were doing to develop these videos, but then there's also running the business and, you know, family time yeah. and, and working with patients when you, when you can, I mean, how do you shift from one focus to another? Um, to being completely honest, I don't think I have like, that's where I think I'm at in the learning process. Like today, as I'm talking to you, I, I haven't a hundred percent figured it out. I think one of the things that is, so when I first started this, like I was like checking social media every couple hours and checking to see like likes and views and all this kind of stuff. And I think that that is the wrong approach because it is anxiety inducing. I yeah. think maybe some people can handle doing all that, but um, not not me. <laughs> right. Um, and it's so, like checking the stocks. Yeah. And so I've, I, you know, I'm going to try to bat and my wife would really appreciate it if I didn't look at my phone as much anyway. So I'm going mm. to try to like back down off that, like make some kind of content since that's what we're going to call it, put it out there and then maybe be done with it until like lunchtime, answer a couple questions that people have if anybody comments or whatever, and then like not do that anymore. Um, I deleted Twitter because I'm like, okay, this whole thing doesn't need a Twitter account. That's just <laughs> right. one more horribly toxic thing mm -hmm. that, I mean, I, you know, um, I don't think I've ever anybody seen ever seen anybody like say something nice to someone on Twitter. So maybe that's not the best <laughs> avenue for me. But then, you know, scheduling things. I'm 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 at the point now where I'm saying, okay, on Thursday afternoons, which is right now, right, and then on Fridays, I'm gonna finish editing and drop the video into YouTube and then just have it queued up and ready to go for Monday, so that I don't have to think about it. So just learning how to do all of all of those type scheduling things as far as like, but it's just like with any other kind of work life balance thing, it's like how much of it are you going to take home? And I think when you're learning something and you're like, okay, am I doing this right? It's almost impossible not to take it home. Mm -hmm. And then once you become comfortable with it, you take it home. But it's, I mean, it is at some points very emotionally draining. I don't, I think anybody who says it's not mm -hmm. would be lying to you to like switch from, okay, now I have to entertain this kid. Now I'm going to work with this mom who might be crying in my office. Now I have to work with an employee. Now I have to talk to the, um, payroll company because there's a stake. So it's, it's a lot of different, I mean, talking about like code switching and stuff like you're just, it's a lot of different, it's a, yeah. it's processing so many different things at once. And, and, um, I don't know anybody who's great at it. I think yeah, that, I don't know, you know either. What I mean? Like, I don't think that there is a way to be really good at it. And I think that that makes me kind of feel better about not being good at it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I <laughs> think it's I mean? the like, – I'm, I'm watching The Last Dance right now, the ESPN documentary, because it's on uh, – and I just said documentary in a funny way, and I'm sure you picked up on that. Um, <laughs> because also, you have always you pointed out it? weird things that I've said. Uh, well, yeah, but that's because I've known you for 20 years. What's the word <laughs> you say that I can't handle how you say it? Sixth. Sixth. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I was saying sixth. I know. And uh, I didn't it's realize fair. it until a couple months ago when you pointed it out. And I didn't, I didn't realize it until I was in a quarantine and had nothing else to focus on. Except for <laughs> well, my brother said it that way too. And he said, cause he was on that zoom call 
And he was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's what I did. And I realized it and I started changing it. And I was like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> like, you, you're my big brother. <laughs> I probably yeah, learned it be, from watching to you. Be fair, like, I feel like this is a myth. Like, speech therapists aren't analyzing everything you say either. Like, just, <laughs> Sorry, <that's laughs> I good. did just now, and it's because we've known each other for so <laughs> right, long. Right. But I'm not, like, if, I, if someone has a lisp, I'm not, like, staring at his mouth the whole time. <laughs> it's not, I just, you know, I just want to order my food and go. Right. Uh, but we right, were talking about uh, Last Dance, and the yeah. thing that I'm noticing about Jordan is that he was just very focused on one thing, really. You know, that's why he excelled at it, was because he was going so hard on a championship level uh, to to sure. accomplish this one thing. And yeah, yeah when he, he very much had a work hard, play hard thing. Like when he wasn't on the court, he was playing golf. And he was be betting, you know, like he yeah, was yeah. just goofing off He's an big time. Intense, big personality. Right, but at work he wasn't mm -hmm. like everything that had to do with basketball. I don't know. I mean, he did also every once in a while have to shoot commercials, and yeah. uh, he had the shoe line. He had to take meetings with that, uh, uh, and um, yeah, or I mean, just like meetings all, with his business yeah, side as well. I get that. Those, uh, and he shot he had all those tournaments in space and outer space. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. just the travel time alone. <laughs> I know. How are you uh, going to get there? And then the... when you find out space is actually under the earth in its core, like it's just, <laughs> that's a lot of process. So, yeah. It was a jam I, in space. It was a jam. <laughs> Sorry. But for real though, like I, I understand that there was some switching that he yeah. had to do as well, but well, he, it doesn't sound I like... I would love if anybody takes anything away from this to for you to know that Jason thinks of me as Michael Jordan the Michael of speech Jordan. therapy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is not true. No, you can compare me to Michael Jordan anytime you want. I have his autograph, actually. Oh, that's um, cool. Uh, I, I do too, but I didn't get it directly. Um, I So there. my thing with uh, – my point is it seems that people who can focus – for the longest amount of time on the one thing right can maybe have a, 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 men, a stability in their mental and emotional health or right. even just like a little more success than when they when they don't have to do everything so yeah having some extra workers at your <laughs> extra right, right, people right. at your business will help and you being able to focus a little more uh, intuitively on certain right. aspects will help with that i imagine but to say that so when i went to grad school and i graduated and got my degree to think that i'd be using my degree now to like make and produce youtube videos i mean that's it's so silly like yeah. everything in my life is really silly right now um, <laughs> it's just it's uh, it's just not i don't know but it's fun and i like it um again and maybe in a year i'll be like Everybody take me seriously, but I'm not, I'm definitely not there, not there yet. Um, Let's talk about how you process, like what the process is in creating a video. <clears throat> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you come up with an idea, like uh, from, from sure. that to producing it, let's go through that process. Okay. 
So, um, my, in my process, <laughs> again, you're going to be like, that's not professional sounding. <laughs> <laughs> so basically my process is I kind of pick an activity. Um, and this is what, this is something that I'm trying to kind of work on and, and hone a little bit. Right. So the first video I ever made was, um, like a gardening video. And there's two mm-hmm. types of words that we look at in augmentative communication and well, there's not just two types, but anyway, there's two terms. One is core words. And so a core word would be a high frequency word like um, is or you or I or want or more, something like that. And then fringe vocabulary. So um, nouns like, I don't know, like uh, pig or cow, things that you're not going to necessarily need access to as much. Right. And so when I made the first video I and all the subsequent videos, I'm trying to first look at, okay, Am I highlighting fringe vocabulary or I'm going to look at or I'm going to look at core words or maybe do a little bit of both. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I kind of pick out the words that I want to highlight. Mm-hmm. So in the um, video that I've I just got done recording, it's Mr. Potato Head and all of his body parts are in slime and I'm going to pull them out. So the words I'm going to use are out and on like those are my two target core words. And then, of course, there's a bunch of other vocabulary kind of scattered scattered around in there. Um, <clears throat> so then I figure that out. I run through it a bunch in my head and then kind of one time without the camera rolling. Um, and then I start recording and I go through it five to ten times, um, make some notes for myself. And, you know, as I'm going through each round and then I pick the best take. And I, cause I'm doing static takes, I'm not doing cuts or anything like that. Cause I just mm-hmm. don't have the time to do that right now. Right. Uh, because that would just add more to it. Um, so I add, uh, and then I'm also recording the, the audio kind of to the side. So I, I set everything up and I film it and then I put everything on my computer and I start editing and that's kind of like the entirety of the process. Um, one of my goals is to be able to do more in terms of preparation, like I want to have like, here's my four hours to record things because I feel like I could like get some better content. Again, I want the cameras to start being more dynamic and like maybe follow Mm -hmm. me around the room and stuff like that. Um, but I'm just not, I'm just not there yet. It's just not something that is possible for me to do time wise and everything. But, um, so that's it. So I, I, I kind of pick what vocabulary I want to focus. The last one that I did was a birthday party theme. And that one was, it's not, it's my favorite one in terms of the way that I shot it. Like I think that it maybe is starting to look more of what I want it to look like. Um, but in terms of content, it was a hard one because there's so much going on. Um, and so I think scaling down a little bit and really focusing on like one or two things or a process. So like the gardening one was about the, like first you plant and then you water and then you do this, right? So those are the two things that I think I'm going to kind of focus on is maybe having like, this is how you make a sandwich or this is how you do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, yeah, that, I mean, that's it. Like that's my entire process. There's no, I don't write a script really. I write down a couple words that I want to highlight and then I kind of improvise the whole thing, which is also maybe why there's some awkwardness there because mm-hmm. I don't have time right now to like, write a whole script for a four minute. Like I just don't right. like, that's not something that's going to be uh, very effective for me right now, but maybe right. one day. So, yeah. Yeah. Would you consider having a production team shoot it? 
Um, or is that so maybe too far? No, I mean, man, I don't even know. Like, it, to, if you would have said, hey, Clay, you're going to have over 1,500 subscribers and several thousand hours watched over the last couple of months, I would have been like, that's crazy. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm talking to, like I said, I'm talking to a guy named Ed, a buddy of mine that I know. And he's, I think, I don't want to put Ed, put Ed on the spot if he ever listens to this and be like, I didn't know you wanted me to do that. But I think he's going to help me with some of the um, filming and editing so that I can do things that are bigger and different. Because right now I really am restricted to like, my desk and what things I can play with on my desk. Um, and that's fine. Uh, I don't, I don't mind that. And if it never really gr- like grows beyond that, I'm okay with that too. But, um, I mean a whole production team, I don't even think I understand what that means. Like m- me and a friend with a camera. Yeah, that sounds good. But I would love to do like silly songs. Like I would love to do all that kind of stuff. Like I'm, yeah. you know, I mean all of that kind of stuff is fun. We, we make up songs all day long at the office. Like we, I mean, you just, you know, um, you're, these are all things we're doing anyway. So it's almost like we're just going to start recording our sessions and stuff right. to a certain degree. Yeah. That's smart. I feel like any other person who's a professional would have like an actual process. And <laughs> well, literally... that's the interesting thing is that you're so early in this endeavor And that's, I want to tap into that. That's why I wanted to share it with the audience is to, this is what it's like at the beginning. It's not like you have this clear idea and this clear process of going through it. That's just not how it is. And that hopefully relieves some pressure that people put on themselves when they, uh, they try something new themselves. Absolutely. And you know, I, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Like I'm kind of happy. Like I said yesterday, I got like my first real bad feedback and I'm kind of happy. I mean, don't get me wrong. It hurt my feelings, but, um, I, I'm also kind of bad, glad that someone thinks it sucks a little bit because it's like, Oh, well I can go beyond that. I can grow and all this kind of stuff. It also tells you who your audience is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What I'm doing is not for everyone. Like, there's all, I mean, there's all kinds of, and I'm sorry for that dinging. Do you hear that dinging? No. Good. Okay. I don't apologize for it then. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like that's, I mean, like, I'm like, oh, I should probably write down like the videos that I've made and the topics that I've made of video, you know what I mean? Like I've made videos about, so I don't repeat them. And so that I can like start planning for like weeks out. And right. I'm sure that has a name. Like I'm not the person who invented like a schedule, you know what I mean? But like, I just haven't thought to do that. So, so yeah, this is, this is very, very, very young. This is a young thing that I'm doing. I mean, I could, you're going to interview me again next year and I'll be like, yeah, I stopped. <laughs> yeah. It just got to be too much. You know, that um, happens though. That happens. Yeah. And, you know, you got to do what makes the most sense for Absolutely. you and your business. So, and, and I might, and if that happens, like I'd be super happy with as far as I've gotten. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You know. Well, we've reached the end of the interview. It's now time to create something together. And I Uh-oh. think the thing that you can, the thing that we can do. This is the part that was I was the most nervous about, but you go ahead. <laughs> you don't have to be. You don't have to be. Embarrass me. Because it's all going to be on me. It's all going to be on me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just wait. When I just wait, when I was on here the very first time, right? <laughs> I did 
such a bad job that my wife even said to me like, well, you should not do podcasts. Like, <laughs> you should, you should make sure to never do that. And I was like, really? She goes, oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, Rob, Jim, Jason there. You just didn't want to care. You didn't care. You didn't. And to a degree, it's because we were talking about stuff that I had no, like you guys are, first of all, you're all smarter than me and you have better memories than me. And so I just, I couldn't even hang with that conversation. And I'm really worried that what we're about to do is again, that's, that's how it's going to be. It's not, it's not. So, cause like I said, it's going to be all on me. So here's my idea. Okay. You teaching me the proper way to say sixth. Now, oh my gosh! <laughs> no, no, you don't have that. Like that's so complicated. That's not. <laughs> Can I teach you like you're a grown up, or do I have to teach, talk to you like you're a child? I would appreciate it if you spoke to me like I'm an adult. <laughs> People can look on YouTube to see how you talk to children. <laughs> if I'm gonna talk to you like I would talk to you, it would be something like this. Dude, what are you doing? With okay. your tongue? All right. Yeah. All right. But <laughs> act like you don't, don't do know that. me personally. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> don't act like uh, you can rag on me like you have for 20 years. Okay. Uh, all right. I, I'm going to go through like the whole you walked into my office. Okay. Okay. Hey, my name is, my name is Clay Haddon. Uh, I'm going to be working with you today. How's it going? What's your name? I'm Jason. My name's Jason Farr. Thank you okay. for meeting with me, Doctor. Yeah, I'm, a, that's, oh, I'm not a doctor. Oh, um, oh, okay. This is where I would make one of those jokes, like this. That's my dad's name. Uh, <laughs> don't call me sir. Um, so, first of all, you came to me. You called me a couple weeks ago. You said you had some concerns with regards to your articulation. Mm-hmm. What are? I mean, you know, I don't get a lot of older patients. So, what? What exactly are you worried about? My main word. Uh, that I feel like I have a hard time with is sick. Sorry. I say I sick. Laugh. I wouldn't laugh, laugh at the person. Okay, just to clarify, tell me the word you're trying to say. Spell it for me. S-I-X-T-H. Okay. And so you're having difficulty with that T-H, right, at the back? I feel like I dro- I, I say sick. I, this is how I, th- I feel like I say it. Mm-hmm. That I say S-I-C-K-T-H. Is that how your family said things? Is it like a? Is I'm there any... sure my I picked this up from my brother and my dad, and I just didn't know until an adult that well, it was wrong. <laughs> first of all, never let people make you feel bad about the way that you sound. Okay. Thank so you. if you've got if you've got a best friend who is like, you sound stupid, ignore him. He's okay. not a good person. Okay. I'll probably, okay. I'll, I'll delete them from my phone right now. You should probably do that. Uh, okay. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is the position of your tongue, right? So if you're saying sick is what it sounds like, and we're doing this over Zoom. So it sounds like you're putting the back of your tongue up to the palate of your mouth. So sick, right? Yeah, sick. And, and, if, sick. and if that's what you're saying, right? So then what you want to do is you want to bring the tip of your tongue to the back of your teeth kind of like this and if you want to stick your tongue out a little bit you can sixth, sixth. right yeah and now we don't have now when we talk we don't exaggerate quite as much like Correct, that so if i right. say six it's not gonna you're not gonna see my tongue protruding out of my mouth because i would look like a maniac but what you do is to practice it let's just do this go good can you do it and maybe be a little more natural with it <laughs> okay there you go okay 
So you don't have to make a big exaggerated face when you do it. I <laughs> okay. I do that so that you can clearly see what I'm doing, and also because I work with kids, and that kind of helps them. So okay, okay. So, all right. So now let's kind of let's. I let's tend to it. mimic as directly as I can because I'm also. I didn't mention I'm an actor, and I like to uh, mimic. You didn't mention what if, you didn't mention you were an actor. Do you had to do anything that I would know anything about? You're in Charleston. You might have seen me on the side of a bus. Oh, I did see you on the side of the bus. Wow, that was me. <laughs> okay, so stick your tongue out, and at the end of sixth, sixth, sixth. Oh, you're still saying sick. You're letting your tongue bump up at the mm-hmm. back. Sixth, right? sixth. Good. All right, so say six. Six. Good. All right. Say sixth. Sixth. There you go. So putting. I know it's so weird. And this is this is truly. I'm breaking character. This is truly how awkward it is sometimes to like do words with people or teach parents how to do these words. So um, let's try it again. I want you to basically we're going to say two different things and kind of put them together by increasing our speed a little bit. So say six. Six. And then just the TH. Good. So say six. Six. Good. Now do it a little faster. Six. Good. Now a little faster. Six. Good. Six. Nope. Now Now I'm sounding like Mike Tyson. Well, yeah. So you don't want to stick your tongue out that much. Again, that's why. Six. That's when it. There you go. Okay. Now um, now you sound like Mike again. Six. Nope. <laughs> now, now no, no, trying. that was intentional. I was intentionally trying to sound like Mike Tyson. Six. Six. There you go. There you go. So make sure you're hitting that hard too. So six. Six. That was better. And okay. then what you want to do is shorten that pause in between. Six. Um, so six. you just practice it six. until you are, <clears throat> excuse me. You say it a couple you... of times. Um. Well, so here's the thing is I can't count, so... First one, no, it's sixth. Sixth, like I came in sixth Sixth. place. Sixth, Sixth. right. And also, and and here's another thing: when you're practicing in isolation, it's not the same as how we say things. So you might want to try practicing in a sentence, right? We we I when we isolate, Mm -hmm. we try to put over, we overemphasize, we have a tendency to. So say, I came in sixth place. I'm in sixth place. That was better. <laughs> it was. It really was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm. I came. I, I. I did okay. Out of twenty, I came in sixth place. I did it wrong that time. It's okay. I came in sixth place. Sixth. You're going. You're. You're putting your whole tongue out of your mouth. I can see. Yeah, you and then I said place. Yep. Sixth. I came in sixth. Sixth. There you go. Sixth. Sixth, sixth, better, sixth. It's so hard. And then, and so here's the other piece of this: that, that, that why this is tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Is that this is a learned motor pattern. How old are you? I'm 61? 41. And I'm 35 plus sixth year <laughs> years old. <laughs> so something that you've learned over a long period of time. Right. You've got muscle. Coming in there. So what you would need to do, what I would say then is like, listen, let's also try some other TH words. Um, uh, we could say, I don't know, I don't have my list of words in front of me, but you could say mixed, like you make up oh. words and make up silly words just to practice. Um, and we I kind fixed of, uh, 
it. Think. <laughs> yeah. Like you say, like you mm-hmm. just, you just lots and lots of drills and practice until you can hear it the right way, what you're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then physically produce it the right Gosh, way. Gosh, that, that transition from doing it the over enunciated way into just the normal way, that is a frustrating <laughs> time period. Now imagine being like a little kid who can't kid. communicate. They're yeah. like having difficulty with it. Mm. You know what I mean? You're um, doing God's work. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> this is also, I feel like I need to be like, this is not, there's a lot of, there's a lot more to what we just did. Like I also have like visuals and videos and mm-hmm, cards. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Like if you were a little kid, we'd be like counting ponies or bears in a jar. There'd be all kind of stuff. Uh, anyway. Well, this is this that was fun though, and I um, I'll get I'll send you some homework. If okay. You'd like me to. Yeah, please send me some homework. I feel like you also need to make sure you give backstory that we've known each other for twenty years. For sure. And That's... how you met me, <laughs> and um, that we often date the same women. That that happened. I don't that think it's never happened. happened. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, Clay, thanks for coming back on the podcast. This was probably my sixth favorite episode. <laughs> oh, see, now you dropped your lip and it came out as a little bit of an F I heard there. Yeah. Well, it's because of that I had favorite coming in after. Sixth favorite episode. There you go. <laughs> there it is. I just said it. Well, that's what two idiots having an idiotic good time sounds like. I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you check out his work on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mr. Clay. You can also follow him on Instagram at Mr. underscore Clay underscore SLP, and you spell out Mr. for both of those accounts. Also follow him on Facebook at Ready, Set, Talk Therapy. And check out our comedy lifestyle newsletter. It's free and offers a lot of really great tips. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at There It Is Pod. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 